Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 133 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you along with Brendan Escott. You're listening to Oilers now. We're going to head off to the River Cree Resort Casino hotline right now and be joined by Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal-based media personality, former Oiler George LaRock joins us. Hello, George. How you doing? Very good, Bob. How's everything? Not bad. Uh, I thought yesterday's game was kind of tough to gauge a little bit. I mean, the Canadians had $55 million out of the lineup, uh, which is a lot. Um and and I'm going to ask you, I mean, how tough are those games to play in? Uh, when either you know your team's in the playoffs and the other team are playing a bunch of kids, or conversely, you're on the team that's got a bunch of kids, and, you know, it, it, just take us through that. I mean, is that a challenge for guys? Well, it was because, uh, you know, Deshaun said before the, the day before the game that they were going to watch the Jets game, and if the Jets would have lost to the Canucks, then he would have dressed a better team to try to win the game, but because they were still hoping to pass the Jets. But when they lost, that game didn't mean anything. And since there's so so much injuries in Canadian lineup, that for them, you know, the best thing was to rest guys as much as they can because Toronto was an advantage because a lot of guys in Montreal are hurt right now. They're going to be starting the playoff playing hurt. And against a strong team like Toronto, it's going to be very tough in that first round. So that game, you know, yesterday there's a lot of guys, that young guys that were playing and stuff. But again, you know, it's tough to gauge. Like, for example, we saw how good Suzuki and Colfield clicked together. But again, you look at the Oilers. When you see like they're playing just 15 minutes, shows you how this game, even for Edmonton, is a game that Edmonton played okay. But, you know, again, it's a game that didn't mean anything to them. But since... They weren't going to play till next week. But, well, you have one more game left, I think. Um, you know, you want to get prepared before playoffs so you don't want to get to be rusty before it starts. So, understood. And, you know, obviously the best players, they want to play anyway. They don't want games off, right? But, uh, you know, at least no one got certain no game because once playoffs start to come, man, it's going to be very physical. Uh, I, I want to just get your thoughts on, on my, how many of the Canadians players do they expect back for the start of the Toronto series? They, uh, they, they are, are going to be back, but, you know, Anderson is not 100%. Toffoli is not 100%. Weber is not 100%. He's not at He can't shoot. Uh, Gallagher is going to be back, but obviously he, 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 he might be close to 100%, but not, you know, his hand again, and he got hurt. Dano is going to come back from a concussion. Price is going to come back from a concussion, but Price doesn't play for like over a month. Um, man, there's so many. Uh, Eric Stahl is hurt, but but 
for the team, it, it's probably good news because, um, you know, that guy hasn't done much. Like, other than the first goal he scored against Hamilton, his first game, he's yep. been totally invincible. He's been really, really, really bad, and everybody's wondering why he's still playing. Um, you know, it's crazy because 16 years ago, Bobby won the cup against us, game seven in Carolina. Yep. 16 years ago, in the NHL that is faster today, what is he doing in the lineup 16 years later? Like, clearly he cannot follow the play. It's too fast for him. He, he had a great career, but, you know, like Bergeron didn't give much to get him, which is a good thing. But, uh, yeah, he's been slowing down uh, a lot. And uh, when they put Caulfield with him and, and Perry, Caulfield would enter the offensive zone on his own all the time because they couldn't follow him, man, and it was tough for him. Uh, the line that did play well for the Canadians the last two games was Evans with Lekkonen, and they got Paul Byron back. And, I mean, those guys can all skate. I mean, Byron's a quick forward. Uh, Evans did a real good two-way job. He hadn't scored. He hadn't scored in forty games before he got the goal against the Oilers on Monday night. That could turn out to be a useful fourth line for Montreal, couldn't it be? Well, yeah, they they might do that. But again, there's so many guys coming back. Where are you going to put Armia? When are you going to put? Like, obviously, Gallagher is going to go with Tatar and Dano. But you know, with all the guys that are coming back, uh, I hope they're not going to bring. But you know, the biggest worry for everyone is actually Stall. Because this line will stay together if Stahl is out of the lineup. And that's the thing. That guy cannot play. And even though Katkenyemi has been invincible also, because he hasn't been playing good at all also, but, you know, Katkenyemi is your future, so you got to prioritize him over Stahl. So if Stahl is out and they have the guts to put him out because, you know, they keep talking about the experience that Rick Stahl brings. And you know what? I love what Mark, Mark Messier says about the experience. Guys with leadership and experience. You know what? If he has leadership and experience in, in the dressing room, well, leave. he could stay in the dressing room with his leadership and experience, and we're going to get the, the Warriors out there to go out there and help, help us win, and he could give a tap in the back of the guy before they go on the ice. Here's where your leadership should be. Because on the ice, man, there's nothing. He, he has nothing left in the tank. He's a great guy. But he's not helping the team win. George LaRock joining us. Uh, George, last year Montreal was a huge underdog against Pittsburgh. They're probably going to be a somewhat... I'm here to tell you right now, I think the Canadians can beat the Leafs. Anything can happen in the playoffs. We saw it last year. Pittsburgh, you know, a real good team, fifth in their division. And they were a legitimate fifth, and Montreal was a legitimate 12th. Like, there was only an 11-point separation or 12 points between Edmonton and Chicago. And Chicago had three, you know, has three Hall of Fame players between Taze, Kane, and Keith. And the two teams ended up getting equal goaltending, and Chicago won the series. Two one-goal games. The series between Montreal and Pittsburgh was not as close as the Edmonton-Chicago series. And uh, part of the reason why, well, you said what could happen with Matt Murray. Part of it was goaltending. I'm going to circle back to Carey Price. Um, Carey Price is going to be rested. Is he going to be any good since he hasn't played in a month? The thing is, and what worries everyone is he hasn't played well this year to start and second of all um, he hasn't played in a while and now he, 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 I thought he was going to play at least you know one or maybe two games against the Oilers like to get back into action now he's getting back into action against against Marner and Matthews as his first game back uh, it's going to be very very tough on him and stuff and the biggest thing for Montreal is the guys that are playing hurt 
that's an also another thing. I agree with you that if Montreal, everybody was healthy, because, you know, right now we're, the big question, who's going to be net for Toronto, Anderson or Campbell? Anderson is terrible. He is so bad that in the summer they tried to do everything to trade him. They couldn't, and now he's back with the team. That's the only reason why he's there. And Campbell is okay, but, you know, not not best goalie, but, but still that's the guy that, you know, with his little streak that he had this year of 11 win in a row and stuff, that's the guy that would have a net. But, again, with, you know, it's going to be Nash that's going to be back. Nash is back. Uh, Foligno is back. Like, all these guys, like, the best guys on that team, the characters on that team. And they know, the thing with Toronto is that, you know, the Fab Four, and I'm talking about Marner, Nylander, Matthews, and Tavares, they're going to split them if they don't win this year. And they don't want to be split. So when you're looking at that, that's the last chance that they could keep those guys together. And if they underachieve again, you force your GM to make some change. So Toronto, if the pressure is on them. And because they're playing a Montreal team that is hurt, that's why I don't see any problem to, to Toronto to breathe by Montreal because of that, because Montreal is hurt. And the best, you know who's the best player for Montreal against Toronto every time? You know who he is? Who's that? Anderson. Anderson has been a killer against the league. The way he plays with his big body is going to the net. But now he's playing hurt. He doesn't go to the net as much. He's lost some of his speed because of, because of the fact that he's hurt. And that, for Toronto, is big news because, you know, he, that guy is unbelievable. I can't believe he only had one goal last year because so far in what he's doing, he's incredible. George, I'm going to tell you right now, you talked about Matthews, Marner, Tavares. I mean, that's three guys, 50-plus points. Nylander at 42 points. They're getting broken up no matter what at the end of the season because they're going to – Zach Hyman is going to get more than uh, $5 million a year at more than five. He'll get five years and at least $5 million on a deal. And in order to sign him, they're going to move out Nylander. They're going to have to because Hyman's a more impactful player. Uh, he just, he just drives true. he drives things. He's a terrific player. He's Zach like Hyman, uh, you, you know like what? Gallagher. He's like Gallagher. And for the listeners out there, right now, for Team Canada, okay, Zach Hyman is in the mix to be on Team Canada. That's how wow. far, and I mean, for years, Mike Babcock used to talk about how good this guy is, and I know not everybody likes Mike Babcock. Well, this season, Zach Hyman drove things for the Maple Leafs when he was in the lineup, and he is going to, my prediction is Zach Hyman is going to end up playing for Team Canada in the 2022 Olympics. So we'll wait and see what ends up transpiring there. I'd like to get your thoughts on the Oilers, George. Um, do you think Edmonton's a, a good team? A really good team, a great team. Where do you think they're at? I mean, George, they got the third best record in the NHL since January 30th. And and people say, well, okay, wait a second. That's over 46 games, George. The Oilers are 32-12-2 in their last 46 games. That's basically uh, seven-eighths of the regular season. The only two teams in the league with a better record than Edmonton since that time are Vegas and Colorado, and they got all those uh, Cali teams in the Pacific Division that really – Vegas went 21-3 and against the three California teams this year. So Edmonton's got the third-best record in the league since the start of February. Uh, what do you th- – do you think they're good? Do you think they're very good, or do you think they're a great team? What do you think? Well, the others are a really good team. They only have one problem, and as I told you that before, it's the net. I know Smith has done better than – we might expect it this year, and I'm not even going to talk about Koskinen with his four four shots, four goal game. 
that he got, and he gave a couple gifts when he played Montreal. So obviously Smith's going to be the starting goalie in a playoff, and I don't know what the other's going to do when it's going to be back-to-back games, as if you want to give one to Smith and one to Koskinen. So obviously in that, even though he has struggled a bit, in that for the Jets, you got to give the Jets the advantage with Elbach. But in the rest, the top gun for the Jets has... You know, things are not going well. I think ever since the coach gave it a bit to, to Shifley, he hasn't been playing the same. He's frustrated. And the, the top guns there are not playing too well. They're in the funk right now, the Jets, while the others are flying right now. So uh, I think it's going to be a closer series than what we've seen, um, you know, in the last few games that McDavid's been uh, ripping it up against the Jets because, you know, in playoff, it's more physical and Games are more tight, so there's not high-scoring game. But I do think that the others should not have any problem, even though it's going to be close, to breathe by the Jets in the first round. Because, uh, you know, like the confidence of the guys in the team, they've been playing better as of late. And uh, it's awesome to see uh, other guys contributing also. And, uh, you know, I can't, wait to, I can't wait to see this series and stuff. Because I'm telling you, Bob, if the others had a goalie, like, not, I'm not even talking about a Vasilevsky, list, a guy like that, but look at Grubauer. Look at, look at guys that are okay goaltending, but guys that could be number one. Volamov, or, and now next year, obviously, Fleury, or Fleury's going to be gone. And, and I know it's, it might be too much money for the others, but if they could only find a way to get a good number one that they could have for years to come that is really good, it would get that team to the top all the time because – you know, just the fact that they did this amazing run lately with Koskinen and Smith and Net shows you how big and how good of a team that they have because their weakness is a net. George, here's where I tell you that Mike Smith has a 923 save percentage for the balance of the season, the third best winning percentage in the NHL, and uh, Jack Campbell also has a 923 save percentage, and he, like uh, Smith, had a great year. He won 17 2 and 2. But I get your points. They don't have a track record uh, in the pipes. Now, I'm going to take you down a different path. Okay. okay. 2006. The Edmonton Oilers, right at this time, uh, we're on May 13th. May uh, On May 12th, you guys even the series against San Jose 2-2 and then traveled to San Jose, won game five, and then uh, shot them out in game six. When you guys were playing the Sharks, and if I recall, you didn't play the first game in that series in San Jose. You got into game two. When you guys played the first two games against San Jose, they had a good team. Like they had a 50-win season. You know, Thornton won the MVP that year. Chichu scored 56. Did you think that you guys could still win the series, even though you were down two nothing to San Jose? Uh, I was tough. You always think that you're going to do, <laughs> but there was doubt. There was, of course, there's doubts and stuff. You know, right? Yeah. It's just that, but but there's doubt. But sometimes when something happens in a series, it could change momentum. And that's what we needed. Like, sometimes when you play against a team that is better than you, you got to put that, get that team uncomfortable. Because, you know, a 2 nothing lead at 3, you know it's over. And, you know, and then that's when we, we talk about that hit that Rafi did, and it changed oh. everything. It oh, changed oh, everything. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, yeah, I'm a holic. And then all of a sudden, they became vulnerable, and then everybody took it to them physically, and they never recovered from it. Like, San Jose was never the same after that. And that's why hitting in a plot is so important because 
Hard-nosed hockey for Edmonton back in our days was hard-nosed hockey was hitting. Obviously, now it's not the same because McDavid, like his speed and his skill, the, the others are so skilled. It's not the same thing. as This is what we have to do back then because we didn't have a dry saddle or a McDavid, right? So, and that's all we did, and that's why we ran team down, and that's why we got them, you know, tired and stuff. So now, now with the team, the way that they have and stuff, it's just find a way to get negative free. But in 2006, man, that's why I think it was really entertaining to watch because it's crashing and banging and stuff. And at home, you know, what gets the crowd more going in the playoff hockey is hitting. And when we're hitting and then guys were like, the fans were screaming when you're lining up somebody, you know, and, uh, and then with the hit and they'd be screaming and stuff, they give us so much energy, it was amazing. George, I remember in Game 3 in Edmonton, I know you remember this, this might have been the most nervous you ever were. In the second period of that game, you got, or, uh, you got, a, you got a boarding major penalty. And got taught. Did you not get a game misconduct on that play in game three? I forget who you hit. You smoked somebody and uh, they tossed you out of the game and your team killed that off. And they just scored two goals before that to jump out in front 2 1 in game three. How nervous were you on that boarding major? Well, you're obviously always nervous, especially in the playoff when you get a penalty. But the thing is, which you wouldn't know this, in the playoffs, that penalty kills you. That's why you lose. But aggressive penalty, your team always skills it up. That's right. the way it goes. So, you know, you hurt the other team and stuff. You hurt, you, as long as a you know, hitting penalty, obviously, and, and I think it was a questionable call and stuff. It's I just, agree. It was, it, was, it, it, it was a, like, it was a penalty, a, a major penalty for being too big, which happened to me quite a lot. But still, uh, I, 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 I was quite confident that we're going we're gonna to kill it. Who did you hit again? Do you remember? Man, no, I don't remember. But I do remember I was kicked out of the game, and I couldn't believe it and stuff. And, and our coach was screaming and stuff at the referees. But, Kevin uh, Lowe, I remember Kevin Lowe during the intermission. He was sour. Like, yeah. <laughs> he was, it's like, you can't give him a major penalty. Anyways, the owners ended up killing it off, and uh, he ended up winning that game in triple overtime. Sean Horkoff, after Jared Stoll got a hooking penalty late in the second overtime period, and you swung the series in a hurry. George, we love having you on the show. Thanks for your time, my man. Anytime, brother. Thank you. That is, that is George LaRock uh, joining us on Oilers now, and George has serious concerns about the Canadians' health and their ability to match up against the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think these two series, Winnipeg and Edmonton, and Montreal and Toronto, I think they're going to be closer than people think. Do you want to tell you there's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford is a 10-time President's Award winner for customer satisfaction. They are open six days a week. They follow all COVID protocols to protect both customers and their staff. Uncle Milk was telling me they're also low unused vehicle inventory, which makes now a perfect time for you to sell. Let's get the uh, gang at Brent Ridge Ford, the Linda Hand. You can reach them at one eight seven seven four seven seven thirty six seventy three or visit brentridge.com. And I hope I didn't steal your thunder here. Uh, let's go to this day in Oilers history for New West travel for Dennis and Jason Laliberti. Brendan Escott is back at the 630 Chet Studios. 1987, Glenn Anderson has five assists as the Oilers rally from a 3-1 <laughs> 
second period deficit to beat the Red Wings 6-3 at Northlands. Uh, Kent Nilsson had two goals, two assists. Marc Messier, pair of goals as well. The Oilers win the Campbell Conference final four games to one. Yeah, that was the Oilers' second line. Messier with Anderson and Kent Nilsson. (laughs) I don't care what anybody says. The 86-87 team on paper was the best team. I know they went seven against the Flyers. That's only because Slots wanted an extra home date for Peter Pocklington. That's why they lost game five. Up 3-1 heading to the third period. Has nothing to do with the Flyers' character and those sort of things that allowed them to get back in the game. What does Reed Wilkins have inside sports coming up tonight? Fluid show, Brendan? No, I got the text message here. Half a second. Okay, you'll hear from Columbus Blue Jackets TV analyst Jody Shelley, host of the athletic hockey show uh, Sean McIndoe, and AJHL Commissioner Ryan Bartoshik. Okay, tomorrow, Dave Barr, the head coach for Team Canada's U18 squad, will get his thoughts on a bunch of the draft eligibles, Edmonton area product that willed his way to the National Hockey League. Elliot Freeman for NHL Hockey on Rogers. Uh, tomorrow's Cam Moon Day, uh, so we'll hear from Mooner as well. And uh, we're working on one other guest as we speak as well. Okay, well, that's two days in a row, Chris. Ohio State fan, got to get it going on. Here we go. Coming up today on 630 Afternoons, senior UCP backbencher Todd Lowen announced he's stepping down as party caucus chair. He is calling on Premier Jason Kenney to resign, saying he no longer has the confidence in his leadership. What can Jason Kenney do to restore faith in his leadership from the public and, more importantly, within his own ranks? Conservative strategist and crisis management expert, Elise Mills joins Jayla and I after Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell. Have a terrific Thursday. Talk to you tomorrow at noon. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.